Hello everyone, welcome to Vention, where people find passions and passions find people. On today's episode, episode number 15, I had on a good friend and passionate individual, Austin Rockwell. So, without further ado, Lopes up. Totally. Dope. Dope. Dude, how are you? How is quarantine? How is summer? How's Lil Prem? Um, it's been a while, bro. It has been. I feel um, like we didn't really connect last year, but like we're here. Yeah, yeah. Last year was like a, a wild ride too. Um, Nuts. Yeah. Um, uh, quarantine, yeah. Threw a wrench in a bunch of things. Yes. Um, I'm an entrepreneurial studies major. So Kay. like I had like some business ideas, some things I wanted to play with. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, I was just like, all right, that, that totally wouldn't work right now. Yeah. You're like back to, back to working in Chick-fil-A or like, yeah, back to the drawing board, back to the drawing board. Um, yeah. And then, uh, low premium and stuff like that. Uh, I put a hold on it for this semester because it, it would have been just rough. And, yeah. um, and like the, for the fact that like nobody's here, basically, yeah. it's like advertising different things. It would almost go to half if less than that. Yeah, dude, uh, three to 4,000 more students are, are coming on campus next semester. Hey. So COVID, here we come. Oh, boy. <laughs> COVID semester. Oh, boy. Let's not get locked down. Let's, 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 let's just, let's, I don't, it doesn't matter how many new students there are, just don't get locked down. Yes, yes. Yeah, basically. How about you? What, are you, what have you been up to? Bro, I, uh, I sold this summer and... Um, I was selling door to door, which is an interesting time to do it mm-hmm. during COVID. You know, you knock the door, you stand six feet apart, you wear a mask in the house, whatever it is. So I did that, and then I did some traveling, went home for a week, um, and then moved into an apartment off campus this semester. So living there, and that's been good. Because then in my head, I can kind of like separate campus time from yeah. like home time and work. You know, it can be like different. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, that's that's, awesome. that's what's up what, these days. What were you selling? Uh, I was selling alarms, but then moved into the solar industry. So Ooh. I'm selling solar door-to-door, which is sick. It's really lucrative. Back in Wisconsin? No, here. Oh, okay, So I, cool. live in, I live in Phoenix. Okay, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we started a solar startup out of Mesa, Phoenix area, um, the SRP Energy Company. So, yeah, it's sick. That's super cool. I like but it. What did you learn from uh, Was it your first time selling? Mm-mm, no, so I've sold for three summers ah. now. Ah, and um, natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've re- I sold for... for uh, two summers or three summers and then managed for two of them so that's super cool yeah 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 and, and but this you, you didn't manage this summer i did manage this summer oh okay, okay. yeah and then just left a little bit early yeah yeah um because we actually ended up losing like 75 percent of our team yeah to like covid quarantine parents being like yeah. we don't want our kids like selling during COVID. you know what i mean like because yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like may june july when everything was still like very like What's going to happen? Our college is going to come back. Like, our grocery store is open. Like, can we sit inside? Do we have to have our masks on while we eat? You know, there's just, like, so many of those questions. And I was selling in Texas. And Texas is, like, a super conservative state. Yeah. And in Houston especially. So it's just, like, just, like, uh, yeah. So, but it's, like, some people are, like, super cautious. Other people are, like, COVID's not real. You know, so I literally, quite (laughs) literally, interacted with every single kind of person on the spectrum. To the, like, people would be like, I can't believe you're knocking on my door right now. Yeah, yeah. To, like, to, like, come on in. Like, don't wear that dumb thing. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. like, ah, <laughs> oh, you know, so. 
But so that like made it hard on the sales for sure because people are just less receptive, which is fine. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone had a down year. Yeah, yeah, Unless definitely. you bought Tesla stock, then you had an up year. Yeah, yeah. Basically. So, yeah. Like it tanked for just a little bit and then everybody was like, ah, we'll forgive you. Yeah. Came right back. Yeah. Where did you uh where did you work this summer? Um, I worked with my dad um for uh landscaping. Um I helped out with him. I, w- I was looking through LinkedIn and for a few opportunities and stuff like that, but when it when worse came to worse, like it's such a good opportunity. Like you're working with your dad. Yeah. You're your hey, dad, I can't, I can't, I can't work today. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very flexible and stuff like that. And like, I, I do my best and yes, it is very, it's physically active, which yeah. is, is, is good. Good. Yeah. Lady life. How's the lady life? Ooh, well, that's a new, that's a new, uh, chapter in my life. Okay. But, um, so this is off the record. This isn't being recorded or it is. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So it's like, I, I not- might edit it out later. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, uh, I'm talking to somebody from Oklahoma. 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 Bumble, Tinder, Facebook Marketplace. Like what? There's uh, like youth dating camp. services. Youth, youth camp. camp. Okay. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we met at youth camp uh, a couple times. Well, we've seen each other back and forth. And then eventually through uh, quarantine, uh, my sister and I th- started a thing called Quarant Talks. Yes, bro. I saw that. Yeah. It was sick. It was a lot of fun. Quarant Talks. Um, and so this girl did a Quarant Talk. She was the very first one. Oh, my gosh. That's love. <laughs> That's love. You need a lady in your life, Christian, that will support your passions. And... And your business. Wow. Yeah. And it was the first corn talk. It it was like, it was like, oh, thank you so much. Like, that was fun. And then we just started talking. That's crazy. Yeah. Were you more of like a Zoom long distance couple or like FaceTime? Um, It started off just on Instagram. We were just talking casually. And then, are you like a video guy? Like, send the videos? uh, No, just, just casual texting. But we will FaceTime. Cool. A lot. Cute. Quite a bit. Oklahoma. Okay, so have Oklahoma? you been to Oklahoma? Yes. Okay, yes. so you've been there. Yeah. You're from? Twice. Here. You're from here, Arizona. I'm from here, yeah. Okay, so you made the drive, you did the fly, you did the... Uh, I did the fly. You did the fly. I did the fly. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. And she's coming here uh, day after Christmas. Really? Yeah. Wow, praise the Lord. Absolutely. That's exciting. Yep, it is. It's very exciting. If you're listening to this, if this is recording, I don't even know if this is recording, but if you're listening to this... Christian is smiling so big right now. No, I'm not. He is. You can't see it because we're not video recording, but he has the dumbest, she's, she's biggest <laughs> smile on it. So if you're, <laughs> hey, lady friend, if you're listening, lock it down. Christian's going to make a lot of money one day. All right, I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> she knows my smiling voice. Okay. I the, can't hide anything. <laughs> yeah, I can't hide anything. My smiling voice. <laughs> All right, now down to business. So was that no actually one. all recorded? Yes, yes, it was. That was real. Okay, so we're starting. Okay, so um, I reached out to you not too long ago. Yes. Asked you uh, about what you're passionate about because I know you're a very outgoing, easy person to talk to. Um, and you said community. And typically, what I've been doing uh, with a majority of people so far on, I think, 15 episodes so far, um, I have a few other recorded, but it's uh, what people are interested in and like, uh, some some of our activities and stuff like that that they're that they love doing and stuff like that. But when you came out with saying community, I was intrigued how you could be passionate about community. So, is there anything that you, just like right off the bat that just like comes to mind? Yes, totally. First of all, Christian, thank you so much for having me on Ventionable. Yeah, where people find passions and passions find people. Absolutely. Very exciting. You'll be my next host. 
Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> where people find passion, passion find people. This is exciting. Yes, bro, I'm excited and passionate about community. Mm-hmm. And I was homeschooled until I was fourth grade, and then my parents figured out what an extrovert was, and they were like, we got to get this kid in school. And so then fourth grade to eighth grade, I was just like all about my friends and the people I was around. I would play basketball. I'd play flag football. I would do like the little plays in middle school, but it was really just about who I was about, around. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, uh, my, I, did, I did a musical my freshman year. I was an Annie. I was Annie with the red hair. <laughs> The sun will come out tomorrow. tomorrow. Just kidding. Tomorrow. No, I was bundles. I was bundles, okay. and I was in like the ensemble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little freshman in high school, Austin. But then sophomore year, I did the musical Oklahoma. If you're familiar. Wow. Yes. Doesn't that tie around? Maybe it does, <laughs> but I feel like you're. Yes, it no, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did the musical Oklahoma, and every year because we went to a Christian school, mm-hmm. it's like Christians always have to have a theme for something. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they have yeah, to, like, yeah. put, like, a theme on a T-shirt or, like, in their Instagram bio or, like, if you do any... Like, if, like my at my Christian high school, like, our basketball team always had, like, a themed word for the year. Hmm. So, so does our musical. And, the, and our musical, our themed word was community my sophomore year. Because hmm. um, if you've seen Oklahoma or you know anything about it, it's, like, this big story of... Uh, Curly, and he, like, likes this girl, and he's this, like, cowboys versus farmers who all live together, and, like, how can the farmer and the cowman, how can they be friends, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, anyway, so the focus was community, and I really just remember thinking a lot about the topic and making a decision in my sophomore year and saying that I wanted to be someone who not only is a part of community, but also creates it for other people. Um, because there was this senior when I was a sophomore, his name is Jacob Bergeron, and he took me and some other guys in my class under his wing, and he just said, this is how you do things, this is how you, uh, um, this is, this is just, like, how things go. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this is how it looks like to live in community with each other, and so that's, uh, initially when I first became passionate about community. That's super cool. Yes. And GCU is a, is a wonderful place to, uh, incubate that, that desire. Totally. If you ask, I always say, if you ask 10 people what they love about Grand Canyon University, nine out of 10 is going to say community and the other one's going to say Chick-fil-A, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, the 10 are saying Chick-fil-A, but that one is including specifically Chick-fil-A. And they go hand in hand, like Chick-fil-A <laughs> builds community. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, they, especially with two of them, it, it goes hand in hand for sure. Absolutely. So that's exciting. And our GCU is like the, the most cells in like every Chick-fil-A out there. Oh, yes. Fun fact, if you're listening to this, uh, the Chick-fil-A on our campus is the most productive Chick-fil-A. They gross the most money for any Chick-fil-A and on any college o- campus. And that's only one of ours, but we have two on but campus. But we have two, <laughs> as if the one wasn't enough. They're like, you know what you guys need? Kids are always like, we want more healthy food. Give us a salad, please. And then GCU's like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give you another Chick-fil-A. Take it. Take it. Eat it. Eat the chicken. <laughs> you will buy. I'm convinced that the manna that fell from heaven for the Israelites were chicken minis. Huh. Because the bread that they had that also fell uh, was sweet bread. Mm. That's like what manna is. Mm-hmm. So they probably didn't have the chicken, but it's like the sweet bread from the chicken minis. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, Very GCU, big community <laughs> place oriented. Um and I, I came in as a freshman really committed to 
living out that commitment that I made to myself my sophomore year of high school yeah. to be a community builder and be what a lot of people would call a catalyst. Because mm. there's kind of two categories of people in community. There's people who meet people and there's people who get met. And that's not to say that you can't be both, but um, but being a catalyst looks like walking into a room and, and being aggressive and intentional about meeting everyone in the room yeah, yeah. and saying, I'm not going to just stay next to the people that I know that I'm comfortable around. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone because once people start to meet other people, that's how relationships are formed and that's how activities are had and, and everything like that. So yeah, that's super cool. And I always remember even after the, like the first time that we met, um, uh, like the, the admirable quality that I lack, I definitely lack is remembering people's names. Okay. And I like I remember I was like on my longboard and I like just like whipped past and I was just like oh hey Austin and you're like hey Christian and I was like y like you like especially on campus um, I was like you probably know ten times more people than I do if not like a hundred times more people than I do and I was like eh, but he remembers my name and I was like ah that's pretty cool I like that guy dude <clears throat> you know it because freshman year. You're just meeting everyone exactly. at all times. Yeah. If you're in the line at Chick-fil-A, if you're at Chapel, if you're in GCBC, our campus's coffee shop, if you are quite literally anywhere, you're always meeting people. Yeah. And so you just have to get good at remembering names or you die. Yeah. It's like remember <laughs> names or die. Like that's how that works. Because then you have to, to build a relationship. You have to know their name. Yeah, yeah. And so... I figured out that I actually just had to humble myself and be like, dude, I'm so sorry. I remember we talked in the line at Chick-fil-A. I'm, I'm mentioning Chick-fil-A a lot in this podcast. Hey, this <laughs> oh, shout totally out. fine. Can you tell I worked there for three years? Hey. <laughs> so, uh. Remembering people's names. Remembering people's names. Humbling. Humbling myself. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. So you have to make uh, the intentional effort to say, hey, dude, we met in line at Chick-fil-A. We had this conversation. You told me about your dog. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm so sorry. I really want to remember your name. Will you remind me? And I think when you phrase it like that, hmm. people are really gracious. Yeah, and then yeah. here's the thing. The people are like, oh, you forgot my name? Those people probably aren't going to be your friend anyway. <laughs> I'm serious. But the people, oh, yeah, are, the people are like, no, 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 it's totally okay. My name's Austin or my name's Christian or, what, or whatever it is. Those are the people that you end up being friends with in the long yeah. run. They're accepting of the friendship regardless. Like totally. when they're being that gracious and stuff like that. Totally. And, and yeah, like I'm, I'm into art, I'm into drawing and stuff. And so okay. I remember people's faces really well. I love that. And that's almost worse because I remember people's faces and I just like stare at them and I was like, I'm just drawing a blank. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, freshman year, I would literally try anything and everything to remember people's names. I mean, like all the tricks in the book. I even got to a point where when I would meet someone, I would take a picture of them on my Snapchat <laughs> and I would save it to my camera roll and I would like draw their name like the muscle memory of like <clears throat> excuse me drawing their name and then also so that obviously didn't work but but here's actually the tip so if you're listening to this, here's the tip in remembering people's names if you are at work if you're at school if you are in class if you're at a big family gathering and you have a bunch of cousins you've never met this is the tip on how you remember names so you meet someone you're like hello what's your name christian hey christian it's nice to meet you. Nice Where are you from, you. Christian? I'm from Arizona. Christian, I love Arizona. I am really, really loving it here. I'm originally from Wisconsin, but I'm loving it here. 
Um, how did you get to GCU Christian? Is it just kind of like uh, you were like, oh, I'm, I'm from Arizona, so I'm going to go to the big Christian school? Or like, did, had, did you want to go here since you were 10? Um, I wanted to go here because uh, of the community hey. Hey. and um, all the opportunities and things that I found that were enjoyable about this campus specifically. Christian, that is awesome. Thank you, Austin. And scene cut. <laughs> so if you're listening to that, you may have noticed that I, I, I said Christian's name five times mm-hmm. in, that con- in that short conversation. And it didn't feel weird. It felt fluid, right? Yeah. You knew what I was doing because we were making a point. Because we're making a point. But, but in the moment. You're not like, oh, that's weird. This guy's saying my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and who doesn't love to hear their own name? Tell me again. Syriac. No. <laughs> Christian. Christian. Ah. Yeah, so remembering names is always an interesting thing. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and, but my dad was gifted with, the, with remembering names and faces perfectly. Praise God. Like, like literally, he'll, he'll not see somebody for over 30 years, 30 plus years, or something like that, and literally just be like, see them in Walmart. Yeah. And just be like, hey, and remember everything about them and their cousin and their family. And, like, and I'm just like, I'm looking at the dude like, I have no idea. What. Right, right. <laughs> and and my dad was uh, a pastor's kid, and so he he was actually on the mission field, and Sweet. so they so they traveled. PK uh, classic. They, yep, yep. I'm a PK. Hey, shout out all my pastors' kids out there. <laughs> um, I'm a GPK. Oh, PGK. PGK. I'm a PGK. Yeah. Um. Pastor's grandkid. Yeah. Okay. I was doing the I was doing the math in my head. <laughs> Um, and yeah. And so like, even like from around the world, like out of nowhere, it's like, oh, I know that guy. Totally. And then like talks to them in German and I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Like go have fun. That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah. So like, um, so it is like, there is a chance of it for being, um, like a natural talent. Hmm. And I think that's why people like, ref- like refrain from like extend, like trying to extend their, um, their prowess at hmm. this, at this ability. Because they can kind of like pass it off as like, oh, I'm just naturally not good at it. Hmm, totally. But, but according to what you're saying, um, it doesn't matter how good or bad you are at it. You can. There are methods that you can enact. And if you want to try hard enough, you will learn them. Dude, you have to. Because if you're meeting 100 kids a day, it's like remember names or die. Yeah. That's like literally how it is. So you just have to get really good at knowing how to do that. Otherwise, kids are like, kids are like that Austin guy. He's a jerk. He's a... He's a D-bag. Like, he doesn't care about people. He's not intentional. All things that have been said to me and about me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that Austin kid, he's not intentional. He didn't remember my name. Well, to be fair, what that person didn't see is me remember the other 99 names when I was walking down Lopes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think a lot of times, but that's why it's so important. Yeah. And then, and then I, don't, I don't, like, think about the 99 interactions before then. You know what eats me up at night? That one. That one interaction, dude. And I'm like... I have to get better at this. Yeah. You know, so you have enough of those, like you're up at night and you're like, oh, I disappointed that, that girl on Lopes way. Cause I forgot her name was Megan and I called her Sarah mm-hmm. and she was like, just look so pissed and was like, oh, classic Austin. Not remember name. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's easy to beat yourself up about it. I think a, you have to give yourself grace. B, if you're one of the people who maybe isn't as outgoing and you're more getting met than meeting people, just be gracious with guys like me and Christian. Like we are, we're really trying our best. And if you hear this, we love you and we want to meet you. So absolutely, 
Absolutely. And like the, the, the importance of the name call the the naming thing and remembering people's names and stuff is cause like uh especially like with community and stuff like that, that's like the first step. That's almost like a make or break situation. Yeah. Depending on people's perceptions, how they uh see things and like what they recognize not only about you but about their atmosphere and stuff like that. Cause like regardless, Austin, you're you're gonna be like a like a viewing state point for like all of GCU. Like the moment that somebody recognizes a, an individual person, they're going to associate that with the campus as well. Hmm. So, um, so like props to you that the fact that you're doing like able to actually str- and like the, the fact that you actually have the desire to try and to uh, remember and things like that and to connect because that, that huge point is like there are so many pieces out there in everything, anything and everything. There are so many pieces out there. It's just no, like few people are willing to connect those pieces. Yeah. Thank you, man. That's encouraging. And, and that's what I want to be. I think that's what God's called me to be. Um, but when we were talking about the podcast, you said Ventionable is kind of just a rant about what you're passionate about. Yeah. But I, uh, I get asked the question a lot, how do you build community and how do you get into community? Yes. And so because I'm super ADHD Christian, I, uh, I have some, some bullet points that we yeah, can talk yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. Totally. If that's cool. Absolutely. All right, cool. So the friends that you have are a direct representation of the friend that you are to others. Mm-hmm. The friends that you have are a direct representation of the friend that you are to others. Yeah. If you want really awesome friends, you know what the first step is, Christian? Show yourself friendly. To be a really awesome friend, show yourself friendly. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are in their dorm room twiddling their thumbs and are like, I just want a best friend, which is totally valid. Yeah. But it's like, dude, go, go to GCBC. There's hundreds of kids just at tables just waiting to be talked to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, if you I, want, if you want good friends, be a good friend. I mean, the 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 way that we met, I was wearing a low preem jacket, and you just literally just walked up out of nowhere. Hey, I like your jacket. And I yeah, was like, dude. hey, it's sweet. Thanks. And then we're friends. And now we're friends. Shout out low preem. Check it out on the Lope Shop. Yeah. And yep. lopreem.com. Absolutely. So, choose to make both personal and community investments. Influencing others takes balance. Hmm. Have lots of friends, but have a few brothers and sisters. Someone once likened me to the communism of friendship. (laughs) They said, Austin, I just want your attention. And I'm like texting him back. I'm like, you have my attention. And they were like, but you give your attention to everyone. (laughs) Like, you know what you are, Austin? You are the communism of friendship. And I can kind of see what they're saying. But also it's a little unfair because I just want to be friends with everyone. I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing is if you meet everyone, by process of elimination, you're going to have the best friends at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so have lots of friends, but I have a few brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Last December, December 19th, actually, I made a note on my phone, and it was 10 guys that had been in my life, and I could see myself uh, being – in close relationship with post-college. Because you hit junior year and you're like, all right, this sun- these sunshine and stampedes, they don't last forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my time is ticking. So who who's the squad that's going to be like, Austin's getting married. Like, I'm going to be by his side. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who are the guys in my life that I want to be uncles uh-huh. to, like, my kids? Yeah. And 
you can only really make that list with guys because girls are variables. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be close with a girl as a friend and then she gets a boyfriend and that boyfriend doesn't want to be your friend and it's just like, a, you're just never going to see nah. that girl again. You know what I mean? Maybe you'll, I don't know, get salad and go once, once a semester and like catch up and she'll be like, my relationship's awful. And you're like, break up with him. You know what I mean? <laughs> but so, but you can make that list of guys. So remember making that list of guys, uh, of those 10 guys and being like, God, I want these guys to know that I love them and that I want to invest into them and that they are my brothers. Hmm. And they all know that I have lots of friends and I know that they have lots of friends, but I want them to know that they're like top 10. Yeah. You know, sports center. Yeah, yeah. Top 10. You're bordering on 10 and 11. You're, you really got to step it up. There. Right, right. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> and you don't have to like keep them updated. Like say they turn into like, yeah, number 15. You're not, you don't have to like live tweet your, your friend. But so. Uh, you just show them on your fingers. Sorry, yeah. bro. Have a few brothers and sisters and have lots and lots of friends. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think personal investments look like sitting down and having a cup of coffee with someone or, or taking a road trip one-on-one up to Sedona on a weekend. Yeah. Uh, but community investments looks like just continually showing up. Right. So for all of college, at least one day a week, I would block out a few hours just to be in very public spaces Hmm. because I wanted to be present on this campus. So I would sit in GCBC. I would sit in the union. I would sit outside of Building 26, and I would just yeah. make myself widely available for any and every conversation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that looks like big group hangs where everyone's making jokes and you're tossing around a hacky sack or playing a kendama. And other times it looks like you say hi to everyone, but one person really wants to talk to you about something, and they just come up to you, and then that ends up being the whole interaction. Yeah, you know. So making yourself widely available and showing up, doing things like lip sync, doing things like Mr. GCU. Uh, going to church events, going to, I think I missed like a handful of gatherings and chapels all of college Hmm. because I was just so committed to making a community investment and showing up. Yeah. Right. Um, So. And, and being in, in business college, that's literally like what a lot of people miss. It's like they, um, they're looking for those big numbers, big opportunities and stuff like that when they're selling themselves short by only like grabbing a couple opportunities at a time. It's like you want to set yourself up in to be in a position to where those op- opportunities come naturally. And so like you said, like with, with like the students like twiddling their thumbs in their dorm, it's like unless you actually put yourself in a position open to to be acceptable to all these things. Um, and that comes into like Christianity as well. Like um, if you're not um, open or susceptible or at least... Um, open to the idea of at least listening to somebody. Listening is a huge thing. Totally. And, um, like, without that, then it's kind of just, like, a shut off and stuff like that, and and it's almost uh, a negative interaction to the point where it could be completely unproductive. Totally. And here's the thing about relationships and community. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's not about me. Yeah, yeah. Every time I walk into a room, I am trying to be conscious of the fact that it's not about me and that I need to make it aggressively about other people. Hmm. And that's how relationships are built because everyone, everyone at their at their core wants to be known yeah. and loved. And love isn't selfish mm-hmm. or self-seeking or self-centered. And so uh, to feel known and loved, you walk up to someone in the coffee shop and you say, hey, I like your sweatshirt. What's Lopreme? And then you say, it's this thing I started. It's kind of like Supreme, but for the Lopes. I'm like, that's sick. And in that conversation that we had, 
we made it about Lopreme and about your passions. And now, two years later, we're seen on a podcast. Yeah. And I think a lot of business students are like, I got to get my LinkedIn game going. I got to go to this networking event. And I, you should do those things, but I think it's so much more about making authentic connections in the places that you already are yeah. and just showing up. Quality over quantity. Totally. Yeah. Make both personal investments and community investments. I'd say that uh, pray and ask God for the community that you want. Hmm. Yeah. Seriously. Like, Definitely. I think a lot of people sit around in their dorm rooms or in their classes or they go home for break and they just go, I just don't have the community that I maybe wanted or that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And I think a step that they're missing is you really just got to pray and ask God for it. Because because God said, ask and you will receive, knock and the door will be open. And I think a lot of people uh, do a lot of more looking at the door. Mm-hmm. Like they like look at the door and they're like, I wish I was on the other side of that door rather than just like knocking on it and like jiggling the hand, you know, the handle open. Yeah, yeah. So. And if it's closed, it's closed. Totally. If it's closed, it's closed and on to the next door. Exactly. Check this out. So I'm not a baseball guy. Uh-huh. Like, if I, if I didn't have to watch a, a game of baseball for the rest of my life, like, that'd be totally fine. <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but go Brewers. Hashtag what? Wisconsin. But the people who hit the most home runs are the people who also strike out the most. Mm-hmm. Because they, they go at bat the most times, but they also hit the most home runs. Yeah. And so I think that's true in relationships and community as well. Yeah. If you want a lot of friends, guess what's going to happen? A lot of rejection. Yeah, yeah. A lot of rejection. So... Babe, Babe Ruth is, like, one of the most famous baseball players of all time. Even though he was no notorious for hitting an insane amount of home runs and being a pitcher and all that kind of stuff, he was also known as the strikeout king. Strikeout king. Strikeout king. And what would our lives look like, Christian, if we committed to looking like strikeout kings? Hmm. Because we didn't care about what we looked like on the surface. Yeah. We just looked. We just cared more about what our impact looked like down the, pro- the road. The progression. The progression down the road. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. If you want friends, ask God. Seek, knock, and sometimes kick doors open. So a lot of people are like Christian community. So there's this idea of community, but there's also this idea of like Christian community. Yeah. C- community centered around a Christian lifestyle. And so... If you make your life about Jesus, those who are also about Jesus will want to be around you. And those who don't, won't. Light and darkness cannot exist in the same place, mm-hmm. right? So I'm a big coffee guy. Yeah. But I'm also a big energy drink guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, can you tell I like caffeine? Yep. So if I try to drink a cup of black coffee, I'm a black coffee drinker, and an energy drink at the same time, it wouldn't really work out. Right. And so the same is true with light and darkness, Christians and non-Christians. On some level, there is connection and evangelism and sharing of life in workspaces and school and classrooms and maybe a family members that aren't believers. But if you make your life about Jesus, those uh, who also want to make their life about Jesus will find you. Hmm. I, yeah, remember, yeah. I remember making a group chat my freshman year with like 32 kids in it. And just progressively, like, that, excuse me, that friend group didn't, like, we were centered around Jesus, but then as college went on, they just didn't want to continue living for the Lord. Yeah. And so, (laughs) there was this very specific moment where last year, I remember getting kicked out of the group chat. 
Like the group chat that I had started <laughs> freshman year, I got kicked out of. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because I was just so committed, like my life, the things that I'm doing, the time that I'm spending, the people that I'm seeing, the, like is about Jesus. Mm-hmm. So. Are you a coffee drinker? Ah, uh, my girlfriend is. And okay. She really wants me to be. So, okay. so we're gonna experiment. We're gonna experiment. Because I haven't had much. <laughs> you gotta meet in the middle. Compromise. I have. I haven't had much. Either way, you're gonna be spending some time at some coffee shops in the near future. Yeah, probably. Has she been to Arizona to visit you yet? Yes. Okay. Have you taken her to any coffee shops? No. Bro, I'll send you. A I'm list. sorry. I'll send I'm you a sorry. list. I'll send you a list. Coming from the guy from Wisconsin. Well, I was born and raised here. I know, I know, I know, but you're not a coffee guy. No, I know, I know. I'm not a coffee guy. Yeah, 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 definitely. All right, I'll take that list. Okay, okay. So, don't be afraid to be a catalyst in community. Mm -hmm. You have the ability to both lead and build around you. I think I've met a lot of freshmen and transfers who come in, and they're just looking for a community to be a part of rather than making the commitment to starting a community. Because every friend group that's ever existed, Christian, started with one person who met one other person. Yeah. And then maybe it was a culmination of your friends together or you just continue to invite strangers in or whatever it looks like. But every single friend group that has ever existed started with one person meeting one other person. And in that meeting, there was one of those people who, sh- who stuck their hand out first and said, hi, what's your name? Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to be a catalyst in community because you have the ability to lead and build around you, whether you're a freshman or whether you're a senior. I mean, I still make that time to come up into GCBC and connect with freshmen and sophomores and juniors, even though I'm a senior. I'm on my way out, right? Yeah, yeah. The clock is ticking. Mm-hmm. But you always have opportunity to lead and build around you and be that catalyst because every great bonfire that has ever started started with one spark. Some people disagree with this, and some people just say this is because uh, I'm an extrovert is why I believe this. But I really do believe that you should meet as many people as possible. Yeah. I think to be part of a community, you should just, like, spread your seed everywhere mm-hmm. and find which, which places of soil grow trees and grows fruit. Hmm. And sometimes in the most l- least expecting ways. In the most least expecting ways. In my loneliest semester of college, I met my best friends. Hmm. Because it was just like me and God. And like me and God were like hanging out and we were just like walk the campus together. And I would just go and like meet people. And through just meeting a lot of people in my loneliest semester, like I'd just gotten out of a relationship. I was in a musical. So I was like rehearsing for five hours every night. Classes started to pick up. I was working a ton of hours. There was like stuff going on at home. And in my loneliest, hardest season, I still made a commitment to like meet as many people as possible. And now that I'm a senior on my way out, those are like some of my best friends. That's super cool. Yes. So McKenna Scott, Mike Lane, Lexi, and Emily, if you listen to this, I love you guys. I'm glad I met you in that semester. And you just attributed to like, one-third of the campus by referring just to the name Emily. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All Emilys. All Emilys. I feel like, I feel like, because you know so many people, you can kind of just like, all right, here's all the Sarahs. Here's like a boatload of them. Here's all the Hannahs. 
<laughs> dude, dude. That reminds me of a dream I have before I graduate. I want to get all the gingers in one spot and just mob the campus. Huh. And I don't know Paint how that would happen. Red. Paint the campus red, dude. Like, just for one day, I just want to walk around campus with just, like, a squad of, like, 40 gingers, you know? <laughs> just so people are like, is it this the ginger apocalypse? Like, what is going on? I thought gingers were going extinct, not Gin-jocalypse. growing. Gingocalypse. Yes. So. Well, we should make that happen. We should make that happen. Yeah. The gin- ginger meetup. Yeah. <laughs> Building community even through this podcast. I Absolutely. love it. I love it. So this next point that I had is, is kind of uh, it's kind of controversial as well. Hmm. Because I think it goes back to that person who called me the communism of friendship. Mm-hmm. But I really do believe that if you treat everyone like your best friend, the right ones will stick. Yeah. You know, in every scenario, I'm always expecting the best out of people and saying that at any moment, we could click in a, cer- in a certain way that like, boom, we're best friends for the rest of time. That's how you meet all your best friends. You just make a decision to hang out and then you hang out and you click more and more and then you add people to the friend group and all those things, right? And then, but if you treat everyone like your best friend in the interactions, then the right ones will stick. Hmm. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are looking for the golden ticket. They're like opening up like all of these chocolate bars and they're like, where's the golden ticket? Where's the, you know? And they're just like chucking out the chocolate bars once they like open them up. And I think keep all the chocolate bars on on the table, right? Like you don't know. What was the the fat kid in Willy Wonka? What's his name? Oh, I forgot. Okay, the fat kid. He, like, bites into the chocolate bar because he's just, like, eating all the chocolate bars. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, of course, if you eat the most chocolate bars, you're going to find the golden ticket. Yeah. Right? And so he, <laughs> there's a scene in, in Willy Wonka where he, like, bites into it and, like, finds the golden ticket. He's not. He doesn't even care about the golden ticket. Mm-hmm. He just cares about the chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that if we made a decision to not care so much about finding the best friend or the friend group or even the relationship and we just kind of like ate a lot of chocolate bars and we just like met a lot of people, Mm -hmm. then I think we find the golden ticket one way or another. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Dude, you know what's super hard in college? Homework. Homework. Yes. (laughs) Proceed. Super hard in college is truly, truly being yourself. Hmm. Because there's so many societal pressures in the places that you are to fit in. Yeah. And especially on a camp, college campus like a GCU that can sometimes feel like a bubble. Mm-hmm. And so it can be really hard to be authentically yourself. A gated bumble, bubble. A gated bu- bumble, bubble. Bubble. Yes. A gated bubble for sure. But seriously, that's like, that is like the best piece of advice I have ever gotten is just to be myself, hmm. which is cool. And so my, my being myself doesn't look like being stuck in my ways or not being open to change. It looks like committing to living out the life that God has for me because God made Austin to be Austin and God placed Austin at GCU. And so if I play that full out, then really cool things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that if every single person made a commitment to play full out in the places that they lived, worked, studied, and played, that the world would be a very different place. And yeah. a better place. Mm-hmm. So, because at the end of the day, everyone's insecure. I'm insecure, you're insecure, we all have insecurities. And so we just all made the decision to be ourselves and kind of throw those out the window. Mm-hmm. Then I think that community is created in a more authentic way. Yeah. So, 
Totally. Yeah, because that's where you get also the uh, the genuinity, the authenticity, and the um, the variety that comes in community. Because um, even if uh, a community is based solely uh, around people that are like extremely similar, everybody's going to be fulfilling their own roles. Totally. Um, you can't have everybody be the secretary. Not everyone <laughs> can be the secretary. And um, so yeah, so like that variety is. Uh, is what makes a community a community. Otherwise, it's just merely a collection of people and there is no catalyst. Totally. And if people got really comfortable with the roles that they play... Yeah, exactly. Then, community would look like a lot more beautiful. But community is hard. I've kind of been talking about community, this thing I'm passionate about, in an idealistic way. Mm -hmm. But it is hard. It takes sweat equity. For most of my college career, my Google Calendar from 7.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. has looked colored. It's looked like it's, it's full of something. It's color-coded and it has some kind of meeting or event or class or homework time or off-campus adventure or whatever it is, church internship. Like, It's looked like from 8 a.m., 7.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Just And that gets exhausting. Mm -hmm. That gets really, really hard. But I think when we make a commitment to be really strategic and really intentional about building community and playing full out in the people in our lives, then it, uh, the reward is really, really high. So I look at, you know, my last three years of college and going on my, my last and fourth year of college. I don't regret any of it. There's no, I'm not like, in 2019, that one Tuesday in November, I was really, really tired because I got up early to meet with that freshman and uh, ask about his college experience and how I could support him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't remember that morning being tired. Yeah. But I do remember that meeting and hanging out and the impact that it made on me to connect with him and the impact that it made on him to be able to connect. And so, yeah, you never look back and, and regret going hard and uh, really, really putting in a lot into your schedule and having that packed. Mm -hmm. So, but then there's also other seasons where maybe it looks less scheduled, right? And maybe you go through a hard time, you have a significant loss, homework gets harder, you have to work more hours to pay for school, pay for housing, whatever it is. You get a girlfriend, and so then your hours uh, are allocated differently, and so community just looks different. And that's okay, too. Mm -hmm. But I think college is a beautiful opportunity to go really, really hard and uh, just, like, kind of pack your schedule. So make the most of it. Well, what's your thought process on, like, compiling a schedule? Like, uh, do you, like, block it out? Like, okay, this is, like, the priority stuff and then kind of just fill in whatever? Yeah, so I always have an idea of when my classes are mm -hmm. and when I need to do homework. And then I know I have church on Sunday and I have my job hours. So those things are all the recurring. Mandatories. The mandatories. But those are all recurring in my Google Calendar. Yeah. And then it goes, okay, what's next important? Right. And so uh, I've had to make a list of, OK, so God, Bible time and like church, just important school. I'm here and paying for it. So I need to I need to go to class and do my homework and do well and be a good steward of that. And then I put relationships next. And so if someone wants to meet at 8 p.m. or if someone wants to meet at 630 a.m., I'm going to be there. I'm going to be widely available to anyone and everyone. 
at all times. And those hangouts won't turn always into recurring meetings or like hangouts or, or blossoming friendships. Sometimes it's just the one time and that's all they needed and that's all they wanted. And so that we just hung out the one time. And so, so God, school, relationships, and if I'm being honest with myself, relationships kind of superseded school, a lot of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't look back and regret that mm-hmm. much, but there's a balance. There's a balance for sure. And also the cool thing is that we're at college, so you can do school in community and mm-hmm. with people, right? Come up to GCBC, try to get a DQ or two done. Eh, that never really works out much. <laughs> never works out a ton, but you can try. It can. So, and then, you know, so you have the recurring things and you also have the important things. And then also a lot of times with scheduling people, because you run into people on campus and you're like, oh, Christian, dude, I haven't seen you in forever. How are you? Good to see you. How was summer? And then at some point, it's just likely that you're going to say, hey, we should catch up. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not going to be like, no, right? No one's like, <laughs> no one's like, no, I'm, we should not catch up. So it's like, oh, dude, sweet. Absolutely. Let's get something on the calendar. And so... The way it's worked is I'll always, uh, I'll always say, yes, shoot me a text, right? Because I'll be on my way to something or I'll be doing something and people are like, let's hang out. And I'm like, absolutely shoot me a text. And if that person shoots me a text, then we'll set up a time and I'll put it on a note. And there's, it looked like a list of, a list of people to hang out with and meet with. And if people have been asking for a while and it hasn't worked out, then they go like top of the list. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then there's also the recurring three or four people that, in discipleship and mentorship, you know, you got to meet with every, mm-hmm. every week. And so you have those recurring. And so, you know, those, and then other people who are maybe the one once a semester, twice a semester, three times a semester, then it's like the, the longer it's been since that initial ask to hang out or catch up, that's higher on the priority list. Yeah. And then you just pound it out. But also I had to learn the hard way that you just can't do four one-on-ones in a day. Cause if you do a, if you do a, a an 8am, and then like a 9.30, and then like a, and then like a 12.30, and then your last class is at, done at 3, so then you're like doing like a 3.30. Mm-hmm. By that 3.30, you're just done for the day. Yeah. You don't have the emotional or mental capacity to really, really care about that conversation. You just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are, how much caffeine you've had that day, or how much ever you care about people, but you just don't have the capacity to have four one-on-ones. Yeah. Um, so I've had to learn that the hard way, too. And that's very encouraging for people listening because, again, this is very um, idealistic. Totally. Uh, um, and, like, being able to, to do everything on time, scheduled, like, and it's going to be a good conversation. And we're going to totally click, like, immediately. Um, it's like, they're, like it's, we're all human. Like, everybody's going to have their bad day and bad week. Totally. Um, and all of those meetings, all of those hangouts, all of the, when you're at the event, when you're at lip sync practice, when you're at church, those are not all like happy moments, <laughs> but like you just got to continue to show up. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing is it's idealistic to fill your calendar and invest really well and be a catalyst in community and all these things that we're talking about. But the reality is 50%, 40% of the time when you're in those spaces are going to be really, really hard. Yeah. But making the decision to be someone who's intentional and continues to show up no matter what, I think that's that's the that's the principle. Yeah. Absolutely. But also going into a life like that, knowing it's going to be hard, right? Mm. Like when I went through a breakup my sophomore year, my ex went to my church. And so it was like a lot of Sundays, I'm like, I'm not freaking going to church, but then you go, you know? Yeah. And then you just sit across the sanctuary and you like try not to make eye contact and <laughs> try not to be sad. But 
but making the decision to continue to show up, I think, is really, really important. And um, even, even if you have nothing to say to the, to the you know, say you're a junior and you're investing well and you meet with a freshman and you might think that that meeting's going to be like, Austin, tell me how to fix this problem. And then you're like, boom, I don't have to ask you a bunch of questions. You just asked me to talk. So now I can like fix your problem. Yeah. And then I'll fit. We'll fix it for 45 minutes and then like we'll be done. Mm-hmm. But sometimes freshmen just want to hang out and like just be asked questions and like just get to know you and like and and that's how relationships built. Mm-hmm. And so I a lot of, I would like to say a lot of times they're authentic, but you have to just get really good at like 25 questions. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to get really good at asking about everything and anything. Mm-hmm. And then going into that, if I'm if I'm up at 7.30 a.m. and I have an 8 o'clock meeting at the coffee shop and I really don't want to be there, I really have to ask God, like, God, give me the emotional capacity to be really, really present for this person that I'm hanging out with, right? Because it could have been two weeks, could have been three weeks before, like, trying to meet up, trying to hang out, and it just hasn't clicked. And so you have to – you have those 25 questions prepared in your head. You've, you've you got them locked down, but you're like – so – and that works perfectly hand in hand with sales, I'm sure. With sales, yeah. Well, I actually think a lot of that's a that's that's a good point. I think a lot about question based relationship, hmm. and so because there's question based sales, it's a really really famous book and, and sales principle that when you're talking to a customer to find out what they need and to therefore be able to provide value to them, you got to ask questions and find out what they actually believe about your product, about you, about their needs, about their wants, different things like that. Same thing in relationships, right? So get really, really good at asking an array of questions. Start basic and get more complex, and that's how relationships are built. Hmm. And relationships are really built 30 seconds at a time. Yeah. Right? Definitely. You're on your way to class, and you see someone. Hey, Christian, good to see you. I love your Patagonia sweatshirt. Thank moving, you. Moving to, move to Colorado after... After college, you know. Absolutely not. Or like big mountain guy or make some joke about, you know, big granola guy. Or, you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah, so you yeah. just, you just, you get really good at those 30 second interactions and questions. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this, please, for the love of all things good, find a better question to ask people than how are you? And that's at me too. Good. How are you? Yeah. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. How are you? Good. How are you? Okay, good. Well, are you really good? All right, see ya. All right, see ya. And did that person really care when they asked you? It's an instinctive answer. It's an instinctive answer, dude. And um, it can get robotic for me. It can get robotic for everyone. And so most days I've had to just remind myself, okay, what's a better question or comment that I can make to people when I see them? Yeah. Hey, Christian, how is Low Prem going? It's going great. Good, good. Selling a lot of, you know... Send a lot of phone cases because I see your phone case has the little premiums phone case. You know, yeah. so like just get better at asking specific pointed questions. Yeah. My buddy Seth Wendell, he is also a Midwest boy. Shout out Michigan. But he gave me this one and I've been using it a lot. So, hey, Christian, it's good to see you. Dude, tell me uh, about your day in a weather forecast. Huh. And then it's like, oh, it's kind of cloudy. You actually got to think about it, too. Or, yeah, it's kind of cloudy. Or, oh, it's really sunny. It's sunny in 75 in Southern California. Or, like, or like oh, it's it's really cold and rainy in northern Wisconsin, you know? Yeah. Um, so, 
you have to get really, really good at asking those questions. Question-based relationship, for sure. Absolutely. That's very cool. Um, and yeah, I, the big thing, which is like what I love about Vention and stuff like that, and one of the original uh, ways that I came up with the name was unconventional. And Vention is just thrown in there. Um, unconventional. Vention, I, I love it. Because I don't, I don't necessarily, uh, though there is a time and place for it, I don't necessarily like scripting. When it comes to question asking, yes. When it comes to question asking, I don't like scripting. Um, and, and when you when you told me that, I got really scared <laughs> because I'm super type A, like prepare for yeah. sure. Because when people listen to this podcast, like I want to sound really, really good. Yeah. So then this morning, I just had to prepare myself to be like, hey, whatever comes out, uh-huh. comes out, and that's okay. And that's okay. There will be scripted, pointed questions, podcasts, whatever in the future. Yeah. But what we're doing here on Vengeable, where people find passions and passions find people, is we're getting unconventional. Yeah, exactly. Un- unconventionable. <laughs> and, and so, and so, like with that, a majority of the time, I mean, you, you're a natural at speaking. So, and most of the time, people need to get used to the headphones and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll press record, and they don't even know it, and I'll just, we'll just talk, and then I'll, I'll cut in in post editing at whenever we actually start. But otherwise, it's they're getting comfortable, and you're just talking to them, and it's just a casual conversation, and you're understanding them and things like that. But it's good to 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 catch people off guard. Um, that's when they're most authentic. Um, I like that. I and, like that a lot. And and I've always I've always thought about it, um, like, uh, and like it's even same thing in business with your elevator pitch. Yep. Like the most wacky craziest weirdest things the moment that it, it's it, it's like a it's like a implanted trigger like you like but in a good way yeah like you're just like planting something there that it's like this is so unique and this is so weird or something that like it, you'll remember it like, right without a doubt and so it's like uh, if i like somebody was like tied up and i was Waffles or pancakes? And then if they pick waffles, I'll pick pancakes. Yeah. If they pick pa- pancakes, I'll pick waffles. Mismatching. Yeah. And and I'll just debate them on it. <laughs> Huge for the and, program. But, it, but it's, it, it's just great because it's just like, yeah, authenticity comes out with um, uh, being in the moment. Which um, is so hard for me. Yeah? Because I'm always like, what's the next question? What's the next step? Uh, what's the next five years? What's the next 10 years? Uh-huh. How can I win in this relationship? How can I win in this conversation? How can I win in this, you know? And so then I, I have this personality where I get really energized by people and then I want to entertain and I want to perform and I want mm. everyone to like me and I want everything to sound good and perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people love production, really well-produced things. And you see that a lot in the uh, the mega church. I wasn't recording. You're kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're like, I love he looked perfection. At his, and I was he like, looked at his soundboard. Oh, no, and he's <laughs> 45 minutes later. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Actually, if, you, if that would have been real, I probably would have preferred that. Because we've had this whole conversation, and then we could just, like, rehab the conversation. Yeah. And then it would have sounded better because I would have known more what I was going to say. But I like that, man. Yeah, so it's really – I really value high production – I love, I can't enjoy concerts hmm. because whenever I see someone performing on stage, I'm like, ah, you did this wrong. You did that wrong. Uh, you should have done more crowd engagement. You should have moved here on the stage, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like, like tell that to people cause I don't want to come off that way. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. internally it's like really hard for me to enjoy performances. Cause like I would always rather be on stage, hmm. you know? 
So things like with podcasts or even relationships, I've had to take a step back and say, okay, what does it look like to build authentic community? Hmm. You know, and that's what, actually I was, I was thinking about community as a whole. That's one of the thoughts that I have. And I think a lot of people stray away from, and it's what creates authenticity is conflict. Mm, conflict yes. is one of the biggest gifts in community hmm. because it's real. Yeah. Right. Like me and you, Christian, we've never had any conflict. We would have never, no reason to have any conflict. Yeah. Even if we were best friends, we'd, maybe we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have conflict. I have best friends, shout out Vito Merritt. We just don't have any conflict. We're roommates. We sleep in a bunk bed together. We do everything together. We drive everywhere together. We work the same place. We're probably going to, we go to the same church. Like we're you're, just. You're, you're very blessed for that because I've heard a lot of stories about people's roommates. Yeah, dude. And so, but when conflict, when dealt with well, Mm-hmm. can turn into a really, really beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. So. And and you get to know even just like their thought process and things like that. You you get to understand more about them just through how they think, what they're, what they're understanding, and their priorities. Totally. That's a big thing. Because totally. you can look at the exact same scenario, and even though both of you are right, you're just prioritizing something slightly differently. And so you can kind of understand both where that is and how that is. Totally. Totally. So you're a media guy, right? You have all of this equipment and you're a podcaster and Venturable Instagram page is really well produced. Why, thank you. So how do you find the balance between authenticity and production? Hmm. I guess it's good. Uh, the, authent- the production part should come with consistency. Okay. The authenticity part should come with the creativity of being able to... Uh, remember that you can kind of don't be robotic mm. kind of just be be fluid and be more again in the moment mm. um but yeah production comes with particularly timing and um and like uh reoccurrence and stuff like that and your presence and stuff like that but as far as what that is about should be as authentic as possible um because you don't want to sell anybody on something that you don't have or something uh, that they believe they're finding is different. Um, you want to be as genuine to your product as possible. That's so true. And unfortunately, in the marketplace and in a lot of production, that is not exactly what we see or what happens. Yes. And uh, we were actually talking about it the, the other day. Um, the market in Germany mm. is so completely different from the market in, in America. In America, you could see 30 hammers on the shelf and people will buy each and every hammer. I- individual people will buy different hammers. But in Germany, there will be one hammer, and that hammer will be the best hammer. Like, you aren't going to have any competition. The moment that there's another hammer, they will. G- the entire country will be like, we despise that hammer because it's worse. Interesting. Um, so, so basically, like, my dad sells, um, sells artificial, artificial lawn. And it was it was manufactured in Ohio, and it's by far, hands down, by, it, it, you can't even compare how good it is compared to everything else. Totally, it's just the best so product. So every time, and my dad lived in Germany during um, uh, for missionary work yeah. for my grandpa, um, and so he's he speaks fluent German. For that's one thing because he automatically can speak to somebody in German, but he can pick on up on accents even if people are like perfectly. Uh, English speakers, hmm. he knows for a fact, almost for a fact, 100% of the time, 
if somebody has an, a German accent, they will buy his product because it doesn't matter the price. It doesn't matter anything else. It's the, the quality. Hmm. They will buy quality 10 times over at, as long as they know it'll, it will last. That's why like uh, Volkswagen, things like that, the manufacturing process is so much more meticulous mm. in, in, in Europe at, compared to America. And so it's just like very interesting that their priorities are set in that way yeah. and that they will, no matter what, they will uh, ensure quality and there is no variety. There's only one answer. Totally. And I think that also plays into like the individualistic culture of America. Yeah. We're all, we're also like very like, I'm going to do this by myself. I'm going to do it my way. I'm an individual. Exactly. And a lot of other countries like Germany, it's more collective. Yeah. It's more, it's more, we're in this together. We're community based. We all do what each other does. Mm -hmm. And there, there's pros and cons to both. Exactly. But I wish that more college students and people in general would see themselves as a part of the collective mm -hmm. rather than the individual. Yeah. Because once we start seeing each other as a part, or ourselves as a part of the collective, then we start to care about other people just as much as we care about ourselves. And that's what Jesus was all about. Mm -hmm. Jesus is like, hey, first of all, love your creator, love God with everything that you have and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are like, well, if I got to love my neighbor, I got to figure out how to love myself well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for 99% of the time, you don't need to learn how to love yourself well because you take care of yourself, right? You eat when you're hungry, you sleep when you're tired, you go to school for your education, you, you, you work a job to get money. Like you really look after yourself. And so if we truly, truly, truly loved our neighbors as we loved ourselves and took that commandment um, very, very literally, then I think it looks like being committed to the collective rather than the individual. Yeah. Uh, what would you say as inspiration to those that aren't really uh, finding the purpose in collective but are, are satisfied with solitude? Satisfied in solitude. I think that you're missing out. You don't know. You were created for community and relationship on such a high level in such a beautiful way. And so my freshman year, it's a long weekend, second semester, and nothing's been planned in my friend group. And, well, you know, like freshman year when you have like four different friend groups. Yes. Like none of those four friend groups have planned anything. Mm -hmm. So it was like, <laughs> so it was like, it was like uh, Friday goes by, no plans. Saturday goes by, no plans. We're like hanging out at the pool. Sunday, I'm in church. I'm like, we're not wasting this long weekend. Like we are doing something tonight. So like I'd send out a bunch of texts. I'm like, meet in GCBC. We're setting up a camping trip. And I like text all these friend groups. And so we all meet up together in GCBC. We, someone's like, I have a location. Some people are like, I have tents. Some people are like, I have sleeping bags. And so we all just came together, all of these strangers, like all four of my friend groups. And then we all went camping together. Mm -hmm. And then thus Camp Lope Camp was born. Lope. Camp Lope, at Camp Lope on Instagram. Um, thus Camp Lope was born. And so then the next semester, I'm a sophomore life leader in Juniper. And all of the people who helped me, or that did Camp Lope part one, freshman year, uh, like helped me invite a bunch of... Uh, the freshmen um, that were in the Grove that we had just met and built relationships with and also some strangers as well. And then Camp Lope grew. And you know what was interesting, Christian? Mm. Is that every single person that was on that trip as a freshman, my sophomore year, they're all student leaders on campus. Mm. Every single one of them. And we weren't like recruiting like the coolest, most invested freshmen by like week three of college. Yeah, yeah. But there's something to say about when you 
take people out of their comfort zone and put them in a community and the people that they meet and the things that they are. Um... Sorry, I lost my train of thought because a girl who's giving a tour in where we're doing this podcast right now in GCBC, uh-huh. she met her boyfriend at Camp Lope. Hey. And so I had that thought. So uh, what I would say to people who are satisfied, satisfied in solitude. Yeah. So yeah, Camp Lope, like you did, all of those freshmen weren't planning on going on a camping trip with a bunch of strangers in the mm-hmm. woods and following this crazy redheaded sophomore life leader. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they did. And the results of it were something so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my junior year, we're like, all right, <laughs> we only got a few more camp lopes. Let's blow this thing up. Let's make an Instagram. Let's make a graphic. We'll go to the Grove Lawn. We'll airdrop it. Dude, like 350 kids went to Camp Lope. And so many of those kids were like, I wasn't going to go. Yeah. But I was in my dorm room and, and my roommate called me and was like, I'm going camping this weekend with a bunch of other kids that I don't know. I don't really know where we're camping, like what we're doing. <laughs> but this like redheaded kid was like, we're doing it. And so like, we're just going to go. This redheaded kid knows my name. I don't know yeah. how. <laughs> I don't know how he, he remembered. Um, but, but, and then I've heard so many stories of that roommate who came secondhand and like got out of their solitude and they found their best friends. They found their significant other. They found their, their next, next year's roommate, you know, all of those things in getting out of solitude. And so, because when we're alone, that's when we can start to believe lies yeah. about ourselves, about Absolutely. the world around us. But when we're in community with each other, an authentic community, then there's a sense of like, we're in this together. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the most beautiful things happen. Yeah. Just so. try new things. Um, even, um, uh, sophomore year, one of the best experiences of my life was actually being at a place where I wasn't quote unquote supposed to be. Uh, I'm a business major and I signed up for a uh, film club. I love and, that. Um, I had never done anything film related ever in the past. And I just showed up to the 48 hour film challenge. Heck yeah. And just randomly met a guy who knew a guy who connected me to a group and I was in a group. And that was one of the best experiences of my life. And now this weekend, we're going to um, Tucson and f- shooting a Western film. Dude, a year later. A year later. So you were satisfied in solitude, maybe at some point, but then you're like, I'm just going to show up, right? There, there, there are 99 reasons why I shouldn't show up or didn't want to show up. Totally. But the fact that I took that one, I was like... That one reason that got one reason. you there. And now you're going... And now that friend group is like my friend group. that's your squad that's my squad. are you no way yeah dude that is so sick and, and and it's hilarious like that and in my art class they're like um so what's your major and like they're all like oh digital design or film and videography and they're like what's your major and i'm like entrepreneurial studies and they're like why are you here and i was yeah. like i uh, having fun <laughs> they're like, you're not like us uh, <laughs> i'm the i'm the imposter dude it, which is so funny because like artists are oftentimes like the best part of a business but also like the worst part of a business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. <laughs> artists are just like, I want to do what feels good to me. You I don't know? want to work today. I don't want to work today. But And then like business guys are like, no, we got to produce yeah. for the company. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? So artists are like the best part and the worst part exactly. of the business. Oh, I, so you need I, both. I feel you. you need the scientist and the salesman. Exactly. So that's fun that you're in that art class. But yeah, dude, that's I think that's, uh, those are my thoughts on community. That's awesome. Meet a ton of people. Mm-hmm. Go really, really hard. Pack your schedule. Mm-hmm. Treat everyone like your best friend, and the right ones will stick. 
and love other people above above anything else. Don't love your own schedule or your own comfort or really anything, your grades above people. Just love people and community comes. And don't be afraid to be that catalyst because we need more catalysts. Absolutely. So. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Christian. Um, it, it was great to have you. Thank you. Um, absolutely. And the fact that I threw, because a majority of the time, almost everybody, um, unlike you, have like finicky schedules. And it was just, it, like every time it's like, oh, okay, will this time work? No, will this time work? And so literally I was, I threw out, you were like, oh, sure. Uh, how about this weekend? And I threw out a time and you were available. And I was like, that is awesome. So sorry if I dented your schedule in any way. Ne dude, never. It's all about showing up and making it work. Absolutely. And taking opportunities oftentimes looks like just making it happen no matter what. Mm -hmm. And saying, like, call my boss and being like, look, I'm, I'm going to work a little later today because I want to do this podcast. So um, it's, about, it's about making it work, dude. So thank Absolutely. you so much for having me. This is awesome. Uh, guys, give Vegetable a follow on Instagram. Absolutely. And give me a follow on Instagram if you want as well. Awesome. I'm at Austin Rockwell, but replace the U with an X. Yep. So it'd be at Axton Rockwell. At Austin Rockwell is uh, taken on Instagram. Yeah. But they're inactive, and I've reported it six times. <laughs> so maybe it's kind of petty. It's kind of petty, but like report it for me. And you, you have a this. big friend group that can report. That can report. Yeah. I should I should just post be like, please report this page. <laughs> I want the username. So Christian, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank Vegetables you. Vegetables awesome. Here. Lopes up. Lopes up.